All right, assalamu alaikum family. Um, it's your brother Ben X. Um, we are going to have another great episode today, and we are interviewing Brother Abdul Sharif Muhammad. Many of you all have seen him with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He's been with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, for decades, and today we're going to talk about what is the Nation of Islam doing in Atlanta? What's going down in the bluff? What's going on in the Atlanta area, and how can you help? Uh, many times in our community, we always talk about what somebody's not doing. Uh, we always talk about, you know, hey, what's going on here? And we need this and we need that. But at the same time, those who are doing also need support. Those who are doing also need resources and money to continue to grow and continue to maintain as well so that you guys know what's going on. If you have something that you would like to support, we're going to delve into that um, here today. So uh with no further ado we have brother sharif muhammad on the line y'all probably have also already heard about the ten thousand frillis home as well this is the brother who's been also behind that helping to run that and grow that in the atlanta area so assalamu alaikum brother sharif and for those who don't know who you are go ahead and uh introduce yourself okay some like and thank you brother ben for the opportunity to be on your show and i am the student minister uh of the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan in the Southern region. And um, I'm over the 10,000 Fearless uh, House of the South, and we're in close to 100 centers around the country. Um, uh, also, <laughs> we have uh, businesses set up all over the city, and we're just trying to do what the Honorable Louis Farrakhan wants to do, and that's to open up businesses and create jobs for our people and be a positive influence in the community. Absolutely. At, at what age uh, did you find the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan or the teachings and what, what really encouraged you to go ahead and join? Well, I was around 23. I think around 23, that's what the age was. And was, <laughs> I, was, was, I was walking, I, I had a uh, business in Washington, DC. I had a, a, a record store and a grocery store. And a brother named Brother David, I'm making it real quick. Brother David was walking by with the back in those days, we had the boom box. <laughs> he was walking by playing the minister on cassette tape. You know how long that's been. So <laughs> he was playing it. And I used to play Martin Luther King out. I had a, a radio up in my window and I used to play Martin Luther King every day because that's all I had at that time. And when I, I was standing in front of the store and Brother David was walking by, I said, I stopped him. I said, Who's that? He said, That's uh, Mr. Farker. You never heard of him? I said, I was embarrassed because I never heard of him. I said, no, I never heard of him. I said, I tell you what, let me borrow your, uh, buy that cassette tape, and then you can have my Martin Luther King tape. He said, I tell you what I do. He said, I'll let you use this. That was Wednesday. And you give it back to me on Friday, and I'll bring you Martin Luther King back on Friday. I said, bet. And I took and went home and stayed up all night long. I mean, listening to the Minister on cassette tape. Cause I had never heard nobody talk like that in my life. And uh, the next day I came back, I played it in my store, took it back home again, listened to it. And it was the armory the tape he did in the armory in New York city. And uh, the next Friday when brother uh, David came back and came right to clockwork to get his tape. He came to get the tape and I said, look, man, where can I get more tapes like this from? And he told me, and he showed me on the back of cassette tape that I could call Chicago that number and get the tapes. I, I went in the store, I called a number and the minister answered the phone. 
I said, good God Almighty. And I, I was so nervous. I was talking real fast. And I asked him, and I said, look, Brother Mr. Parkon, I, I, I called, uh, ordered some tapes. And he said, calm down. <laughs> he calmed me down. And then he started talking, and he asked me, did I know where this study group was in Washington? And I didn't know at the time. And they had one up at Howard University. That's where Brother Jamil and Brother David was handling the study group. And that's how my journey began, through a cassette tape. What has been, um, and I always like to start the interviews before we get into uh, the, the water and everything, the great things that you're doing. I like the audience to know, you know, who's on the podcast and who we're really talking to, because you've been with the minister for a very long time. There's been so many people that's been with the minister, have left the minister. Uh, and, and it's something to be able to stand with a man like that who's hated uh, with some teachings that is hated uh, that long. So for yourself, uh, being around the minister person, so not just being in the nation, but I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all seen pictures where he's literally with the minister. So I know there's so many lectures, so much guidance that he's given us for yourself personally. What is the most valuable lesson or guidance that the minister has given you personally? I would say to be very humble. To be humble, no matter what stature you have in life. Because like you said, I've been with the minister from, I'll say, almost the beginning on this second phase. And I can tell you honestly, I have never, ever seen a minister act arrogant. He has been always a very humble human being. And I've learned that by being with him and around him, being humble. You do not have to have you, you, do not, you do not have to be arrogant because you have power or you have knowledge. Humble. Humbleness. I would say that's the most important lesson I learned from Uncle Louis Farrakhan. That's how to be humble. Hmm. Where did you get your uh, business game from? Because we know you had restaurant. I mean, you just came out with the water. I mean, you just, you know, always about doing for self, man, and having not just a student minister where you teaching the word and preaching the word, but you make that word flesh as well. You know, you produce something for people to actually see, touch, feel. So where did that come from of you getting really being into entrepreneurship like that? Well, that was when back in school I was working, to be honest, I used to work for a Jew at a very young age in high school. And that Jew, when I first went to try to apply for a job for him, he told me straight up, and they used to call me Willie back then. He said, Willie, I'm telling you, I'm not going to pay you a whole lot of money. But I'm going to teach you what they do not teach you in college. At that time, I had no knowledge what he was talking about. And he taught me everything about entrepreneurship. And he made me work hard and earn everything that I ever got. And then he, my first business was a pawn shop inside his store. He allowed me to open up a pawn shop inside his store at a very young age. I was in high school. And that's when I learned my entrepreneurship spirit from. But my father taught me and my grandfather taught me hard work. But he taught me the entrepreneurship part. Uh, being around the minister so long, I don't know anybody uh, better. Um, or, you know, are you just one of the ones who are qualified to speak on it? As young people, you know, they're on the platforms and they're in the comments and they see videos and all they see is the minister 
you know, when he's out speaking, you know, the justice the else or to save his day. So they don't know all the time that the minister is putting on, putting in behind the scene. They don't know all the people and things that he's doing behind the scenes to ensure that our people are rising. So for yourself, uh, for the people who saying, well, I don't know what the minister doing. The minister, you know, maybe he ain't doing nothing. All he doing, all I do is when he see him and he out in the street. What have you seen uh, or what could you explain about uh, what the minister really has done over these years and give context uh, of what the minister is doing when we don't see him on side the screen to let people know that he's still putting in the work. Well, I can tell you this. Donald Lewis Farrakhan, ever since I've known him, that's like prior to 81, he worked from sunup to sundown. Literally, the minister almost killed himself. Hmm crisscrossing this country in the early days, going from city to city, trying to build the nation of Islam back up, the study groups, the study circles. I'm talking about day and night. There was time when the minister didn't even know what city he was in because he was flying across so many barriers, getting to the cities, getting into, going into a city, getting up. Next day teaching, next day teaching, teaching day and night. And then in the daytime, he got the study group going on in the hotel room. I'm talking about the minister works harder than any human being that I've ever known to this very moment. I'm talking about putting in work. He outworked everybody around him. Burnt out many. You got many bodies across this country that's got burned out trying to keep up with Donald Lewis Farrakhan with the work ethic that he has because he has a mission from God and he don't let nothing or nobody stop him. So he worked every day on behalf of our people constantly building and building people to i guarantee you wherever he is right now i guarantee you he's talking about the army like mom and the nation of islam as we speak that's all he knows is the work for our people and a lot of honorable like mom we went overseas and i said to myself now we overseas i'm gonna see what the minister's gonna talk talk about over here it was just him and I and one other brother. Every day, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan got up. He talked about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam and black people. Every mm. day. And we was, I was overseas with him. We went. We were supposed to be going for 30 days in the Caribbean. My daughter was born. She was two days old when I left. When I returned, by the grace of God, she was six months old. Because we went overseas and ended up staying over there six months. And for wow. six months, every day, the minister don't talk no foolishness. It was business. Nation of Islam, business. I'm telling you, I can bear witness to what you asked, the question you asked. What is the context? The context is he loved black people sincerely. That's not no fake. That's not no fake at all. He loved his people and humanity and he works to try to save all of us by his words mm. there it is y'all there it is so we see it on your hat the ten thousand fearless uh we've all heard the justice of else in 2015 now what inspired you um and what was your vision in creating a ten thousand fearless house so we heard the minister say hey man we need ten thousand men to come together for to stop the guns and get in between the guns and make our communities a safe and decent place to live. What, what inspired you to say, well, we're going to build our actual home right there on the bluff. 
Well, what inspired me is from 10, 10, 15, when the Honorable Louis Farrakhan gave the word, I, by the grace of God, I acted on the word. And that's how I've always done. When the Honorable Louis Farrakhan gave an order, I carry it out, regardless of what it is. And that, he gave an order. That's what a command for us to go back to our cities and make our cities a decent and safe place to live. Well, we went back, looked for the, we went to the worst area considered. That was the bluff. And we went and we found a house and we found it when first, <laughs> when we saw the house, about 10,000 roaches met us at the door and gave us a greeting. But we saw past the roaches and saw the need of the community. And we cleaned, we cleaned the house up and fixed it up, made a deal and started the 10,000 uh, fearless men and women headquarters of the South. And we began to go to work. We went the door, the house next door. And when we, we didn't end up, we finished the whole block. We painted all the houses and our people didn't believe that we wanted to uh, come and, and clean it, their houses up and paint it. And some of them, we put roofs on it and didn't cost them nothing. They couldn't really believe that we would do that. I told them as we moved, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan wanted us to come and do this. And this was the first time in the nation's history that I know of that a major company like uh, Home Depot, they came out, they saw what we was doing, and we they partnered with us. And they gave us all the paint, all the material, and they sent out over 50 of their workers to work with us to clean that whole neighborhood up and work and paint. And we painted all the houses, in that neighborhood, that senior citizen was so proud. And that's how we began the 10,000 fillers right there. And then we started opening them up in centers all over the country. Because also the Honorable Louis Farrakhan said he wanted the conflict resolution centers all over the country. So we just added the conflict resolution center right in the 10,000 fillers house and began to go to work in our people, in our area over there in the bluff that was considered the worst area in, in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And then we checked about 90 days later with the police department. The crime rate had gone all the way down mm. in that area. Wasn't no crime in that area because we got out and began to make our neighborhood a decent and safe place to live, carrying out the Honorable Louis Farrakhan instruction. And that's what we should be doing all over this country. I want to share something uh, because, you know, as a youth would say, just in case you think he tapping, we're going to we're going to put it on the screen. I want to share a video. Here is a testimonial, and y'all can see the house right there in the background. I want y'all to see it for yourself, the work that's being done. Let's check it out. We had 10,000 years, men and women. I'm beginning to be one of 10,000 and 11, one spirit lady. Mother Minister Sharif do have good disciples there. I'm getting a little emotional right now. It's all right. Okay. It's all right. They're not feeding with distributing out food. Like I said, I have a tasty meal here now. You know, I'm getting emotional. It's all right. It's a good program. Yeah. It's a good program. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Miller. It's all right. I don't know Millie. Farrakhan taught Brother Sharif the right path and the right road to go. But he's smarter. And he's growing. And I'm gonna give nothing up for the 10,000 men and women. There it is, y'all. You can see a living testimony. <laughs> right there, family. Now yes. 
what I would like to ask you is dealing with our people for so long, what do you think people misunderstand about the mission? Because, you know, a lot of people, they don't understand, you know, they may look at a mechanic and they say, oh, that mechanic is working hard because he's working with his hands. He's he's he, he's got scars on his hands. So when somebody is teaching and dealing with our people, they don't understand that that's draining. That's draining on a person mentally as well. So what are some things that you go through and have gone through just to uplift our people? Peace, fam. It's your brother, Ben X. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. 2021 is all about execution. I looked at 2021 as 2020 vision. You was learning your vision. You was birthing your vision. You don't went through the pain and the pressure to give birth to many ideas that you never would have had without that pandemic. But 2021, me, Brother Derek Grace, Chris Cole, Jake Taylor Jacobs, and 19 Keys, we're pulling all of our courses together to give you guys a roadmap to make y'all some money all 2021 and to most importantly, change your mindset, your family, and your structure for all 2021. You're going to learn about stocks. You're going to learn about how to own your own bank so you never have to borrow money from the bank. You're going to learn digital real estate. You're going to learn in-home banking to set up that family structure. If that's something you want to be a part of, go get your membership at blackworldorder.com, www.blackworldorder.com. Check out those first two meetings. If you win, then you win. Peace. One of the main things I would say to the whole world that I've learned from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that he's taught us all is the proper handling of people. If we would just master that, the proper handling of people, no matter what life they come from or in, if we practice the proper handling of our people, we can reach any of our people in the mud or in the sky. We can reach them by handling them properly with the word of God. Hmm, there it is, funny. So I wanted to share that because I want y'all to know who y'all going to y'all going to support. I want you to know where your money going to. I want you to understand that it is work being done. Abdul Sharif.com is right there at the bottom. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it's A B D U L S H A R R I E F F dot com. If you would like to support or donate. Now, what was the, the mastermind behind coming out uh with your own water? <laughs> because they say do for self. I say, well, let's try water. I said, we could get our own water. We drink more water. Do you know that there's a trillion dollar business, water businesses? And when I started looking, it was all black, I mean, white people. There was no black water company that I could find at that time. So I said, well, let's start our own water company. And I started it. And I started selling it and the people started buying it. Because we got it from the mountain, English mountain, where the water's from the mountain is pure. We had it tested. And I'm telling you, some of the best water you could find on the planet. Don Blue's Farrakhan drinks it all over. I'm telling you, it's some of the best water on the planet. And that's why I want to do for self. So we talked and started doing it for self. So that's the reason. I see you have a book here. And the book is called A Soldier in the Movement of Christ. Uh, what, what is the background? What is that specific book about? That book is about my travels all over the world with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I want the people to know without the shadow of a doubt that the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, this is me personally testifying to this, and I don't care if nobody believes it or not, I believe and going to live on it. Start not down on it, but live on it. 
that the Honorable right. Louis Farrakhan is the Jesus in our midst. Mm. Now, for the Christians out here, oh, they done heard that now. Mm -hmm. They done heard it on the podcast. They said he is the Jesus in, in our midst. For those who don't understand what do you mean by that, uh, maybe growing up in church or they may just be wondering and they learning about the nation of Islam and they want a little bit more clear. as a student minister. What do you mean when you say that? I mean that the, the, the person that they've been reading about in the Bible and in the, the Quran. That person that you've been reading about. Is the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, you can take it or let it alone. Just take and go get your Bible, pull it out. I know we don't have time on this, but anyway, you can go to any of the uh, minister's tapes. He explained all that. You can go pull up all his tapes, go to uh, Final Card Radio, and you can get all about the full Jesus. You can get the history of him. So, because I can't give it to you in five minutes, but you can go and pull them up and study them. And then one day you call Brother Ben and tell Brother Ben, bring me back, and then let's talk and discuss it after you to go and get those. Full Jesus on the Jesus. Get it. And then we'll be ready to discuss that. Absolutely. Well, for me, when I read the scripture, it said that Jesus gave sight to the blind. He made the deaf hear. He made the dumb speak. He gave life to the dead. And, and I'm going to be honest with you now. I, that's what I see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan do. He may not go in and give you eye surgery, but he's going to give you a spiritual eye surgery to where you can really see clearer who the enemy is who you are, who God is, and a vision for our people. If I couldn't hear nothing before him, when I heard his voice, oh, man, he opened my ears up to where now I can hear pretty good right now. We were spiritually, mentally dead as a people. He's the one who's going around, and not even just him. He's making saviors. True Brother Sharif is a student of it. Look at what he's doing. So when you hear and see us doing certain things, you hear him say, I got it from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, guidance from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, any good leader the minister teaches us, he's going to take you to God and leave you there. So he ain't trying to do every single thing at 80 some years old. If he wants people to continue to rise up, he has to create students. And that's what the minister has been able to do. And that's why we need y'all to support Abdul Sharif. Dot com. So even when you don't see the minister, you do see the minister because he's all up in us. So what is the vision, the complete vision for the 10,000 fearless house for, for those who just now being introduced to it by this podcast? What's the vision for the 10,000 fearless house? The, the vision is from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that we, we feed the people in the public. Our people, especially right now, all the, they're losing all the jobs because of the pandemic. And they don't have no money. I'm talking about you got people that used to be just used to say it just was the lower class, if I use that language, that was coming to get the food. But now it's across all barriers. Mm. Our people need food and they don't have no money. So we feed the community. The vision is we'll feed the community. We'll give them water. That's what they necessarily need. We give them clothes. We give them shoes on their feet. We give them coats, especially through this cold season. We are feeding and serving our people. It's all written in the scripture. When was I hungry and you fed me not? When was I without clothes and you clothed me not? See, all that's being fulfilled through the 10,000 feelings, what the, who the Honorable Louis Farquhar really established. So this is what we do. And I also want to say this, Brother Ben, to all my Christian brothers uh, and friends, 
The Million Man March was one of the greatest miracles that ever happened. And it was called by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. And 90% of the participants was Christian. And there's a scripture in the book that says, my people know my voice. My sheep know my voice. So that should say something. And then you also should study the Million Man March. But anyway, back to the 10,000 fields, and that's what we want to do all over the country is set those 10,000 fields up like Don Blue's Farrakhan told us to do and then feed our people. Then the conflict, all this killing going on, if we set up the conflict resolution centers, we can go out to the street and bring our brothers and sisters and say, come on in to the conflict resolution. Let's sit down at the table and let's start reason with one another and let's stop all this killing of one another. See, that's a part of the 10,000 fields. All of it is working for the same. That's what we want to do. And we want to be put the example out there, showing our people that it can be done and we could do it in unity. So let's support one another. I don't care what we're doing, as long as it's right, let's support one another. Yes, and sir. that's the example we're yes, trying to show. That was a brother who said those are some good points. But aren't we all capable of doing those things through knowledge and wisdom? I would say absolutely. This is why it says in John 14, 12. Those who believe will be doing the works that I'm doing. Then he said even greater things. So, yeah, if you are a believer, you are supposed to be doing those things as well. No, it's not just him alone, because if it was just him alone, we wouldn't get no work done. Brother Sharif right. wouldn't be able to do what he's doing in Atlanta if we just did it all on him. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. We are capable, but are we doing it? See, is, on, see, being capable and doing it is two different things. All of us are capable. But we need to be actually going out there and doing it and being a reflection of that Jesus that we read about 2000 years ago. This is why Brother Sharif just said, go look at the four Jesuses. Then at the end, he mentioned maybe five. So if you go listen to the four Jesuses, you may see that you may be one of them. We may be one of them. So, yes, absolutely. And the minister encourages us to accept our own and be ourselves so that we can go do those great things as well. So, uh. I wanted to ask, because we know uh, I've been to it as well, and you had some great fish. Can you tell us about the Blue Seas situation? We know we had the, the restaurant, and uh, I remember coming down, I think it was 2015, uh, I think it was the Holy Day of Atonement, and I think everybody came down there, and we was going to the restaurant. What's the update? I heard some things about construction or something. What's the update with the restaurant? Well, we started the restaurant, and they started, we was very, started off very successful, and then in that area, the enemy is always busy. They told us that it would be six months. They're going to repave the whole street where the restaurant is, and the, where we had the restaurant and the, the grocery store mm -hmm. and the bookstore. And do you know that they're, they're still, two years later, they still have not really completely finished the streets. So when they tore up all the streets right in front of the business so the people couldn't get in the driveway. And they did. But anyway, we opened up... Uh, 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 Blue Seas restaurant in uh, 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 um, in uh, Tennessee. I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Tuskegee, and it's still open, full effect. We opened one up in uh, at, uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it's full effect, it's rolling, and we still open up. Getting ready to open one here in another week. We opened up another one right here in uh, Atlanta. So they're not going to stop us. They just may have caused us to move over. But we're still moving right on strong, the Blue Seas restaurant. And my fact, we're getting ready to open up next week, God willing. We start, 
you know, the fish program that we had long time ago in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad where the brothers had the white pants, white shirt, red bow tie. Well, we added to it. We're going to have a white mask. And we're taking the brothers. And we're going out in the street next week. We're starting the fish program. Taking brothers going door to door with that white fish. Giving young brothers jobs to go door to door again. So next week, we're going to be up and running the grace of God. Praise be to Allah. So as y'all just heard it, everybody who's been asking for restaurants, everybody who's been asking about jobs, you heard what the man just said. Go to abdulsharif.com to support the brother. Don't get online with all the energy talking about where this at and where do we have this. But then when you hear somebody saying, I got a program, we got a program. This is what we about to do. Then keep that same energy and support them. Keep that same. Even if you ain't got no money, share it on your page or something. Show the website to your friend. This is the work that must be done. He's he's he just said the restaurant is coming back. And he got the franchise going on, and it may be coming to a city near you. That's um, right. <laughs> I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask about if somebody wanted to duplicate the ten thousand freely. Somebody said, "Okay, I like the blueprint that they got. They they being an example. They feeding the homeless. They clothing the homeless. What does somebody need to know? What program should they be looking out for in their city if they want to do the same thing in their city? Who who should they collaborate with? What should they do? But they should go to ten thousand fearless.com. 10,000fearless.com. We have a template there. And if you go there, we have everything telling you what you need to do and how you set it up. It's very simple and easy. And, and most of the cities that have gone in, we are partnered up because the minister wanted us to partner up with our Christian brothers and sisters. And in many of the cities, there are always uh, houses that set in abandoned. And if you go to the city and ask them and tell them, look, we want to use one of these houses to set up and tell them the program you're going to set up, You'll find in most cases they will give you the house and you can get started right there. Wow. There it is, family. Not only is he doing it, but he gave you the blueprint. He gave you the template. Is there anything else you want to leave them with uh, that you think they need to know about uh, that they can support, donate, whatever the case may be? Yes. Yeah, so I would like to say to all of your listeners. First of all, thank you again, Brother Ben. Yes, I'd like to say to all of your listening audience. Study the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. Go get all the tapes. Don't let nobody interpret him to you. Get his books, get his tapes and DVDs and listen to the Honorable Louis Farrakhan for yourself. But for us, go to abdulsharif.com and get the water, the fish program. And we have a magazine called Rise Magazine. We make it a household name by the grace of God. You got to get it, Brother Ben, if you don't have it. RiseMagazineCompany.com. You got to get it. And I want to interview you in it anyway. So I'm letting you know now. <laughs> so yes, get that and support us and help us to do what we're doing here. Because we're opening up. We want to open up businesses all over this country so we can do for ourselves and stop begging others to do for us what we can unite and do for ourselves. So that's what I would like to leave with our people. Let's make the enemy angry. You want to really make it angry? Let us unite. That's right. Let us unite. Yes, thank sir. You. Well, I thank you, uh, brother, for coming on the podcast again. If you guys want to support him, abdulsharif.com. That's abdul s h r r i e f f dot com. You got many things that you can support. If you don't want the water, you can support the house. If you don't want to support the house, you can support the magazine. There's no reason we shouldn't be able to support our own. We say we want to build something, and we should build 
but we got to keep that same energy and support um as well because how else are we going to maintain it we can't expect white folks to come support us we can't expect white folks to come patronize us every day so we have to do it so thank you brother sharif thank you my brother love you yes sir thank you again yes well all right family so there it is man hey 10,000fritters.com to get that blueprint, abdulsharif.com. If you guys want to tap in, support the brothers, support the brothers and sisters in the Atlanta area. I showed y'all the video, a live testimony. You've seen them in the background putting the work in and you've seen the sister give her a testimony. Not she ain't coming from the nation or coming from a biased opinion. She's coming from one who has been helped. So uh, there it is, family. Uh, where can you get the water? You can get the water from abdulsharif.com. It's all on his website. Uh, Brother Cam, shoot me a text real quick uh, because there's a link that I want to tell y'all about. But all of the things that's on the website, man, y'all can go support it. Abdulsharif.com. Peace, family. You have a blacktastic day. Assalamualaikum.